0: Leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef, equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ. Part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective. 2020 on Vision.
1: Broadcasting live today standing together with our friends in the bushfire zone at Batemans Bay in southern New South Wales, partnering with Samaritan's Purse. And the first guest I want to introduce us to, his name is Peter. Peter Poole is one of those wonderful people who not only has been a part of the emergency response, but also personally affected by the bushfires. Peter, a special welcome along. Thank you very much, Neil. Peter, give us a little impression. First of all, your own personal circumstance your home just south of Batemans Bay uh, what
0: was going on and uh, just this must be two months ago? Yes um, look it's been quite a, um, a frightful event um, for me I, I live actually in the bush near the uh, Maruya airport uh, which is around about 15-20 minutes just south of Batemans Bay but I've also been living in the bay for 20 years and I've been in different suburbs of the bay, so I know the layout quite well. But where I am, um, with the fuel on the on the ground um, out to, in the bush, it's just horrendous and um, I can imagine why these fires were so bad. But I've got experience uh, and knowledge because I've been with the Army and, of course, with the, uh, the Marine Rescue um, Association um, uh, with uh, New South Wales, Marine Rescue New South Wales, and I've been able to have a knowledge of weather, and this has helped me greatly. The biggest problems that we have are the, the different wind directions, um, and predominantly we've had a, a northwesterly wind, a north-easterly wind... And, of course, the uh, the southerly and the southeast winds and the southwest winds. So basically, over these last um, couple of months, uh, from the beginning of December right up until um, maybe three weeks ago, the wind would be changing um, the direction and wind strength. Now, anything above 15 um, kilometres an hour will re um, spark the the fires from the stumps and things like that and then when we had other um, stronger winds then the bushfire would start again from that direction.
1: Now this is the interesting thing isn't it about Batemans Bay and why our friends at Samaritan's Purse are set up here in Batemans Bay because it wasn't just one bushfire threat. These bushfire threats in Batemans Bay were relentless. Uh, There was something like four or five times that so many homeowners had to go through evacuation procedures. Uh, What was it like for you?
0: Well, I had to evacuate four times. And um, towards the fourth time, and I think I speak with many people, we sort of started to become complacent. Oh, here we go again. But I had to, um, with my experience, I knew that I could not be complacent in actual fact, um, from where I was, um, well, if I go back to December, I was out at Wagga, and we had the first Currawan fire. Now, this is before the other fires had started in this region, and I drove from Wagga to uh, Marine Rescue. Um, that was on the, the the 2nd of December. And on the 3rd of December, the Currawan fire started, and that's the one that went just north of Batemans Bay, Um through to Pebbly Beach, uh, Balley Point region that way, and it was just north of Daligan. And um, with Marine Rescue, we jumped onto our um, 38-foot um, boat and uh, we did a, uh, a beach patrol right through to Pebbly Beach. The weather, there was ash falling, the smoke was so thick that um, the, the sun was just a little golden glow, and uh you could see you couldn 't actually see the flames, but you could see the the, the big golden glow that was um, through the, the dark smoke and um, that was that was just on that particular day Peter I know we 've only got you for a few minutes,
1: and when we talk about those sorts of conditions, uh, the hardships that people were under, no doubt people were very fearful at that time too, and any sort of evacuation order is going to raise in people a certain level of anxiety. But you're involved with marine rescue and available through those times rescuing people off the beach when the bushfires had reached all the way to the beaches. People had fled to the beaches. Give us a little insight
0: there on some of those rescues that you were involved in. Right. The rescues I was involved in uh, was Nelligan. Nelligan was impacted for months, every day, every night, um, and different winds. Um, We went up, up the Clyde River. Through Nelligan, and uh, we we had to do beach rescues there on numerous occasions, um, especially in uh, um, windy Road area where there was only one road in, and it was always um, blocked by fire. So we the only way we could rescue these people was by by um, boat. And um, the the beach rescues, uh, we were fortunate that the fires did not impact right um, near where we were. That um, Ulladulla came down and uh, went to Bawley Point and did a beach evacuation there. Peter, let me ask you about the
1: people when they've evacuated from their homes, uh, they're on the beach, they see you there in the rescue uh, craft and you come and you take them onto the boat. What sort of emotional state are people in? Are they running on adrenaline? Is Is it the fact that they're in survival mode?
0: Or how emotional are people when they're being rescued? Look, it's always a time factor. By the time, um, like I spoke to people um, that were in the evacuation centre and uh, they said that their husbands were going to stay and fight. And their plan was that um, when the fire came, they would down tools, jump in their car and go straight to the beach. The problem that we do have there is that um, until we have people on the beach, we are not activated And what happens then also is that if there is huge flames, we can't send our vessels into the flames. So there's always a time delay. That delay then becomes um, fearful for people and um, and, and time just sort of quickens up that uh, their emotions start to run high. Um, until things do settle down. But if we look at the Malacuta fires, which they all joined together with the different wind directions, and it was one big fire basically from the south of the border right up to the north of the border, up to Queensland. But um, it took, I think, um, around about 10 days for that evacuation by sea at Malacuta. And um, and then there were people that, um, that had problems that couldn't go on board the navy vessels as well so I really feel for those people because their emotions are running high with me I know that the Lord was providing for me I did not need to worry Um, my trauma was nowhere near as bad as what other people was because I know that through my faith I have hope and that hope there was um, that the Lord was guiding me and I know that God is in control Well, Peter, that hope factor is such an empowering
1: factor and you are a walking demonstration of that and as you are able to give that testimony and as you are able to continue your role in that emergency service, rescuing those people through times of hardship, even though yourself and your own home and your own family were under threat from bushfire in that time. Peter, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts
0: and share your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you for letting me part, be a part of this uh, Christian organisation. Thank you. We're sitting under
1: an annex. Uh, with the National Disaster Relief Unit headquarters that is set up in Batemans Bay and we'll uh, have a chat about some of the way this whole system works in just a few moments but I do want to say we're taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 Erica is on the line from Beachmont on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hello Erica.
2: Hello, good morning.
1: We Erica, wonderful that... to hear from you. You had your own bushfire activity that was going on in Beachmont. Uh, give yes. us a little insight into what you went through.
2: Well, we, my husband and I are part of the Volunteer Fire Brigade at the Clagreba station and some of our members have been away three months at a time over the last wow. um, six months. Anyway, um, our story is about um, look, this takes away nothing from those who have lost any loss at all. It is simply to illustrate the glory of God in His kindness and mercy, what He did for us.
1: Right. Just a little, in a nutshell, story, Erica. Yes. What is your story here?
2: The story is that we live in the bottom of a valley, the other side of the ridge, as the crow flies. Three and a half kilometers away, the fires were racing up in the middle of the night at 1 a.m. We got an SMS saying, Lower Beachmont area, evacuate now. My husband said, No, I'm sleeping. Let me know when needed. So I got really worried and I went outside and I prayed and I asked the Lord to stop the wind. And the wind stopped. And then every two hours, the wind would start up again. And I went outside and I said, wind, in Jesus' name, the Lord has stopped you. You stop. And because it was coming from the direction of where the wind was. This whole valley, the people don't even know because one Christian prayed and asked for God's mercy and grace.
1: Um, so, Erica, your home touched. was spared in that well, circumstance. All of
2: us were spared because of the Lord and praying for the whole village um, valley.
1: Well, Erica, honour to you for taking the initiative to stand there and to pray. And uh, like so many others listening to our conversation today, we'll give glory to God that the wind was held back in your valley and that your home was spared and that the other homes in your valley were also spared. Erica, thank you so much for being a part of 2020 today.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.